0: Alrighty, friends. Welcome back to episode number 141 of the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Garrick, and today we have a very special guest and a really cool story that I think you're gonna see yourself into. We have over 227 students that have come through our not to be specific or anything, that have come through our certification program. And everybody comes here for a little bit of a different reason. So We have some similarities as to why they come here, but I believe how everybody leaves with something greater than what they came in with and also maybe a little bit more depth or more focus and clarity on where they want to grow. And one of the coolest things and something I'm extremely passionate about is this is not a cookie cutter place where you're gonna come here, you're gonna follow the, I've got an exact plan for you. And when you come out of this six month immersion program, everybody, all 227 of us are gonna have the exact same business. It just isn't practical because we, as you know, as a fellow listener here, we are really, really passionate about doing business your way and on your terms and looking and assessing your own skills so that you can build a business around those. I firmly believe that when you look, when you're able to find where ease comes, which typically is from the greatest skill set that you have, the most natural, innate skills that you have, you can build a business that is easy to fulfill on. And so today we're going to highlight highlight one of our students who has been able to do exactly that and just has a really cool story for us today. So we're going to dive in to episode number 141 with Miss Allie Stewart. A little bit about her before we dive in. As you probably guessed, she's a certified director of operations, but she's also a certified OBM or online business manager. And we're going to have some conversations about that today. She specializes in team management and hiring before transitioning into the online space Allie worked in a variety of roles and fields. After the pandemic hit, she realized that she was tired of working with businesses that didn't align with her values. She didn't want to take any further time and energy away from her precious daughter, which I completely understand. That was definitely part of my mission too. She quit her job to start her own business working as a virtual assistant, and she quickly realized that being a VA didn't fully utilize her soft skills or her passion for leadership, and she wanted more. Two months after starting her online business, Allie joined the OBM certification, was certified in November of 2020. And in April of 2021, Allie joined us in round nine of the DOO certification, which gave her the confidence that she needed to propel her business further. She now serves a few retainer clients, and she also does hiring on a project basis through her business, Essential Allie. I've always loved your business name. I remember when you applied for the certification, I was like, I love that. <laughs> oh, thank you. Allie is hugely passionate about ethical hiring and team management and hopes to be a voice and advocate for change. She uses her skills and experience to show business owners the importance of people over profit and how a positive business culture can drastically impact business in the long term. So if you just hung around with me and listened to that, you probably and you have been listening here on the podcast, you can see that Ali and I have a lot of overlapping values when it comes to leadership and team and her zest for learning. So welcome. welcome. Welcome to the show, Allie. I'm really excited that you're here today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So I just gave the listeners a little bio on you, Mm -hmm. but in your own words, kind of do an
1: introduction of yourself and catch us up to where we are today. So I am Allie (laughs) and I am most importantly, a wife of almost 10 years and a mom to a three year old or who will be three next month. I started my online business. Let's see, it's been a year and a half now. Yeah, a year and a half. I wanted to be more present with my family because my job was causing me so much anxiety and not sharing values with the business I was working for was very difficult because I was a leader in that business. And like you said, I started as a virtual assistant, quickly realized that, nope, I like being in charge. I wanted more, jumped immediately into the OBM certification and then quickly after that jumped into the DOO certification. So I really like to learn. <laughs> I like yeah, I always like to grow my knowledge and I was really seeking to fill that void I had for confidence. I uh, I wasn't feeling confident in the online space because there was so much that was new and I used those certifications to help me gain my confidence.
0: Awesome. Let's dive in a little bit into the role that you had before you went to the OB or before you started your business. What was that Mm -hmm. clinic manager position like? What all did it entail?
1: And give us a little background on you professionally. So I didn't have a big fancy corporate career. I was a manager of a chiropractic clinic. It was a variety of independent contractors. We had some doctors and massage therapists that were independent contractors and then a handful of employees as well. So all in all, there were about 20, give or take, depending on the time, about 20 people that I was the leader for. And then I had the owner of the clinic above me. What are the tasks that you did in that role or what were
0: you responsible for
1: outside of the people leadership? I was responsible for primarily team management. We had somebody else that was working on the financials, but I had input on that and was still in the know of what was happening. But there was a lot of moving parts and pieces with with health insurance involved. And so training employees, doing various things with billing and health pre-authorizations, all of this health insurance stuff that the team needed to know in order to make the patient's experience a good one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I also have a little bit of that, actually a lot of that medical background as well. And we see so many people that are coming into our space that have... The, the medical background, and they are always asking, How do I make that leap? So, if you happen to be somebody who's listening with us today, I will say one of the biggest generators when we're looking at applications for people coming into our program, lots and lots of women are having coming from the medical space. There's a lot of process, there is a lot of project management, there's a lot of people management in the medical space because just the nature of the business, like Ali mentioned, you've got some of the regulatory stuff, but you've also got just the structure of many clinics, many doctor's offices, even hospitals where they are owned by physicians. And we probably could guess that physicians would maybe not be the best for coming up with a lot of processes and instilling and developing people. So um, if you're listening and that aligns with where your background is, I definitely think that this could help you to see that you have operational skills. And I know back in the day, in my nursing days, and my even in the administration days, many times I didn't see the skills that I actually had. I just thought I was doing my job and I did it really well. So... Anyway, I I wanted to pull that out as well. Allie, you also said, I don't have a big, fancy corporate career or anything, (laughs) but you do have an incredible background with leading people with working inside of a business. And so it's not always that you have to have a certain pedigree or you, a certain resume to get to the place that you are today. I think with any experience that just life experience and professional experiences, they build upon each other. And if we're doing the good, honest work that we should be doing and committing to at a very young age, I know I'm committed to having my kids do this work, even now at the ages of 13 and 16, gulp. I'm, I'm passionate <laughs> about helping them to just find their skill set so that we can make better career decisions as we move forward. And hopefully that helps all of us to get to our quote unquote final destination or Mm -hmm. the place that we really want to be faster and sooner. So I'm just so glad that our paths have crossed and that your life's experiences have led you to this place. I'm also very grateful that you saw the skills that you had and that you matched it with the zest for learning. So speaking of the learning thing, we have, I would say about 30%. This is not a statistic that I've actually pulled to prepare for this, but plenty of our students who come through our certification are previously certified online business managers. And so that's a question we get so often. I believe lots of people ask the question, like, and the questions are, should I be an OBM before I come to the DOO certification? do I have to do the OBM certification? What is the difference in these things? And so instead of me, because I've never been a certified OBM, I figure I would talk to one of our students who has come through our experience and also the same experience through the OBM certification. And ladies, in no way am I going to talk poorly about the OBM certification, the people who run it, the organization, their association, anything like that. That's not at all what this is about. I firmly believe that both of our certification have a really significant place in moving women specifically forward in their careers. And so I just want to preface with that. This is certainly not going to be an episode where I'm going to be putting anybody down. So anyway, let's talk about your experience, Ally. I know that you had completed the OBM certification. Give us an understanding of what you took away from the OBM certification, everything from the content, maybe the experience, and how you came out and how that changed your trajectory.
1: So with the OVM certification, at the time I took it, I don't know if it has changed since it was self-paced. And so I stuck my head down and I blasted through that thing as fast as I could because I was trying to build my business and get to the next step as quick as possible. So there were a lot of late nights just trying to consume as much information as possible. And what I had hoped to get out of it is I wanted to feel confident pitching myself as a leader in the online business space because I felt that there was such a strong learning curve in the online space. And there are a lot of people that say, oh, you can just come in and be an OBM or a DOO without any experience. If you've had leadership experience, like that's all that matters. And I know that there are some people who have taken that path and that has worked for them, but I did not feel confident charging higher rates and doing this higher level strategy without having a broader understanding of what was happening in the online space. Because before I started as a virtual assistant, I had never heard of a project management tool. I had never heard of a CRM. I had never heard of all of these various tech pieces that are very important for our businesses and for the clients that we work with. So that's one thing that I had hoped to gain out of the OBM program was okay, how how do I do this? (laughs) How do I be a leader in this space? And in my opinion, the difference between being an OBM and a DOO lies a lot in implementation. The OBM role focuses more on implementation. And I was realizing that, okay, I understand why we're doing all these things, but I don't understand how, like, I understand that we need to set up a CRM tool, but I'm not really a Dubsado expert. And there are a lot of people that expect OBMs to come in and wear every single tech hat that there is and do all of these things that are not realistic for one human being to do. And I left that certification feeling confident to pitch myself as a leader because like, Hey, look, I have this certification under my belt. I invested in my business. I took the time to learn this and, And that did give me confidence. Receiving feedback on my test projects really helped my confidence level of like, oh, okay, I can do these projects and I can do well in this leadership role here. But I was still really struggling because I was seeing all of these OBM roles that wanted the whole kit and caboodle when it came to tech. And I realized that just because I can do tech doesn't mean I want to. It's my zone of competence, not my zone of genius. That is, that's a quotable right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I realized that I was still kind of wanting to fill in some of these knowledge gaps, and I ended up signing up for the next round of the DOO with some friends and joined the program. So you finish your OBM certification,
0: and you do gain some confidence. But you still said you came over to the DOO certification after that. And I'm definitely grateful that you did. And Mm -hmm. if I recall correctly, you came a little bit earlier than you thought you were going to come. Like you were like, I'll be there in a little bit, but I'm going to work on this a little bit. And then all of a sudden you signed up and we were really excited. (laughs) But tell me when you were kind of debating or, or going through that process of clarifying, do I want to step into another certification? What were you thinking? What were the gaps that you had that you wanted the DO certification to fill in?
1: Well, I had wanted to be a part of the DO certification since the very first month that I joined the online space. I just didn't think I had enough experience. I had heard you on a podcast and I was like, this is my person. And I could not wait to do that. But I was I was insecure because I didn't have that like big corporate background. And so I thought maybe I needed some more experience under my belt before I joined that program. And looking back, I, everything happened as it was meant to. So I joined the DOO program because I still wasn't feeling fulfilled. I wasn't happy doing all of the tech things. I didn't feel confident pitching myself to some of these OBM roles because they wanted the whole world. And I wanted to be really honest about where I was at. Luckily, I did find some clients that were totally okay with that. And I just still wasn't feeling very confident about where I was at in the online space, I just felt like there was so much more that I had to learn. I can tell that the community impacted
0: you and Mm. the leadership training, the, the mindset work that we all do together, whether it's intentional or just from a surrounding perspective, that definitely happens in our community. But from a content perspective within the DOO program, was there anything that really stood out to you that helped you move forward in your business
1: specifically? All of the content? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) This program worked really well for the way that my brain works. So to have it not be self-paced and to go through it with everybody being forced to kind of slow down, having the opportunity to talk out with other people, like problems that we were facing with these units or, or the assignments... And also having accountability coaches that would regularly check in with us. It felt very personalized and having the opportunity to take my time and being forced to take my time was what I really needed because I am like a hyper-focus all or nothing kind of person. Yes. I remember that about you. We would release the <laughs> content on
0: Friday and on Monday, you would already come in with questions. Like you had gone through there, you had learned it and you were ready to apply it. So <laughs> you definitely get the gold student, the gold star student award. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> some people Thank procrastinate you. and some people just get after it. And you were definitely one of those. But... The reason I ask you that, Ali, is I don't even know what's inside of the OBM certification. I Mm -hmm. have to imagine that there's a great overlap of contents because I know that they have more marketing focus where we have zero marketing focus. Mm -hmm. And I know that the technical implementation is taught and is leveraged heavily in the OBM role, not necessarily the certification. I can't speak to that but I think it's important for people to listen as they're asking themselves the same question to OBM or to DOO or to do both, right? Mm-hmm. Or is this next in my journey? I think it's important to see the differences in, of course, the mindset and the confidence, but also the content. And thank you for pulling out something I wasn't even thinking about. It's just the way that that different programs support you and also recognizing we have different learning styles and and different Mm -hmm. environments at different times work better for us. So thank you for sharing about the passion about the content. We spend a lot of time making sure that we're filling in all the gaps. Just this morning, I was kind of rising and getting ready for the day. And I had a big aha moment of, you know what? <laughs> I want to add this other piece to our upcoming content because it's just a gap I see in some questions that are being asked. So we're always evolving. And anyway, thank you so much for answering and commenting on, on that piece specifically. So Tell me how your business looks today after going through both of the certifications, but specifically the DOO program, how did your business change after
1: that learning experience? My business changed drastically. I felt so much more confident and it was about halfway through the program that I started really like a switch flipped and I instinctively was pitching myself as a DOO. There was a position that was posted for an OBM and I saw that the things that they needed and I wrote back and I was like, no, you actually need a DOO and here's why. And here's why I'm the right DOO for you. And I pitched at a rate that I never could have imagined and they accepted. (laughs) And it was just that confidence of knowing what I was doing (laughs) Or feeling like I knew what I was doing. And also having a wider skill set, I felt. And about halfway through the DO program or whenever the hiring module was, I felt like I had found my thing. I had come into the DO program thinking that I was gonna be specialized in KPIs because I'm super interested in KPIs. But I'm still new at KPIs. And when we went through the hiring module, I just like all my puzzle pieces aligned. I had realized, Oh wait, I have so much experience doing hiring, like both in the online space and outside of the online space. I'm really freaking good at hiring. Like, why am I trying to make something else work that has, that I need more work to learn when I already know how to do this. And so we come back to that
0: competence thing, right? It's like, you can become competent at KPIs. I believe that, you know, we teach on five different disciplines and I believe that everybody who comes in to our certification should leave being competent in all five. But I also know that, like, I remember that light bulb moment for you, or at least I could feel it when you were going through the hiring module. And it's like, when you find something that brings so much ease it's almost unavoidable you cannot ignore it and so you know you repositioned your mindset and your belief immediately because you you could click with something that that literally was the path of least resistance forward when we find that we're able to stand in it we're able to pitch it we're able to we're able to sell it with a lot more ease and obviously that's rewarding on many levels but i do remember you shifting from kpis and the comment or the the quote that you said earlier competence yeah, you can become competent in KPIs, but is that really where you shine? You may in time, but for now, for you to take action, which is so important for you to continue to move forward, it was like, oh, hiring. I've already done this. Why have I, you know, maybe you just never thought of hiring as an actual sellable skill. And heck, a full business, right? So tell us what you're doing today with with the hiring piece in your business.
1: I have split my business into two. I work with my three retainer clients that are amazing and that I love and I hope I get to work with them forever. Which by the way, my retainer clients are brought to me by the DO certification. I had one client who opened so many doors for me. She is well known, she's well connected and she's been singing my praises all over the internet and one of the reasons why we started working together and why she chose me to work with her was I had signed up for this program. So I immediately made back my investment tenfold and she's as I mentioned she's opened so many doors for me in connections and has helped propel my business to success and I'm incredibly grateful for her. So I work with my retainer clients, and then I try and do a couple hiring projects per month. And I like to support business owners with hiring, finding a good fit for them, where their values are aligned, where they're paying the people appropriately, where they feel the team member feels like they are just as good of a fit as the business owner feels about the team member. Because the team member feeling like they're in the right place is just as important, in my opinion. And I like to help support them through the onboarding process and teach them, okay, how do we create a business culture that supports your team and supports your vision? I
0: very much resonate with this because this is exactly my path. I was, well, first of all, I had way too many clients at one time. And then I started pairing back, increasing my prices, really settling into what my impact was in the business versus looking at myself as, charging hourly, that whole, you know, we have a, a full episode on on that. I'm a big believer in charge for your deliverable and the impact you're making to the organization. But when I was making that transition myself, I had moved down from about 12 clients, I know crazy, down to four. I know it's sad. <laughs> Trust me, everything was kind of sad and and crazy at that moment. But I moved down to four clients. And then I was able to charge more so I was able to pocket a little bit more cash which allowed me to float a couple of months while I was coming up with a new offer and hiring ally I did the exact same thing I started taking on you know side projects almost like a side gig or a second business but I was just doing one or two a month and I was able to bring in three to five thousand dollars extra on top of my retainer clients, and my retainer clients didn't feel the impact because I had made enough time and was bringing in enough money to where I wasn't shoving my schedule full with a ton of extra clients, like those twelve clients I was talking about before. And everybody was getting excellent service. I think this is a key in the online space where we're taught and we see we see or we believe that you have to have like more clients will bring you more income. And it typically brings you a lot more stress and you don't deliver as well. And so I love the concept of diversifying like you have, keeping your retainer clients for that stable revenue and income that you need each month. And the other thing about retainer clients, which you have experienced, is just how much you can learn by being in a handful of businesses. Now hear me, I said a handful, not two handfuls. That's not what I want anyone to do. But having a handful of clients where you can make a significant impact, you get to learn so much. And all of us are avid learners. Operators are avid learners. we love to learn. That's why a lot of people who come to the certification have lots of certifications and we celebrate that. But I know that this path has been impactful for you. I also just want to validate that having two paths that leverage different skill sets is called diversifying the way that you bring in income. One's going to take up the majority of your time. One is going to be more on a fringe basis. And we call those projects. And so once somebody gets really stable with retainer clients, I think we all think it's really common. I think it's important for us to scratch the itch that you have, which a lot of us in this space, not necessarily typical entrepreneurs and the fact that we have these massive visions, but we do, we still want to innovate. We still want to do things. And I think the project model is a really awesome time and space for us to look at the skills that come the most natural and just see what we can do with them. And so I love that you have done this and, you know, who knows what the future holds. I'm sure that you have done the vision work that we all do together of looking at what Essential Alley looks like, you know, three to five years from now but I'm so grateful that to be on this path with you. And I cannot wait to see what Essential Alley does look like in time. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Is there anything else that you think that somebody who's listening today as someone who's curious about the DOO program, whether they have the OBM certification behind them or not, needs to know before we wrap up?
1: I think that whether or not you have the OPM certification that the DLO program is an amazing investment for you and your business. It has changed. I know a lot of people hype it up. (laughs) And so I was a little bit skeptical, but I can honestly say that it has changed my life and it has changed my family's life because it has given me the confidence to really propel my business. And I've seen my business grow so much financially And just so many clients and connections and relationships that I've built. And having the amazing support of Natalie, of the accountability coaches, of all the expert coaches of the community has been worth every single penny. And for me, the biggest thing that was so helpful was being able to do assignments and receive feedback for those. Because then after that, I felt confident like, oh, I can do KPIs in business. I can do project management in business because I have done this. And this is what it looks like. And this is the feedback that I received from somebody who is very skilled at that. So if you are looking to gain confidence in your business, to propel your business forward, to find where you fit in in the online space, then I would definitely recommend the DOO program. And I'm very grateful that it helped me find the thing that makes me special, which was there all along. But I was searching so desperately for it because I wanted to stand out in the online space among this, there's so many of us. And if it weren't for the DOO program, I don't think I would have found that as quickly or ever. I'm so grateful that our
0: paths have crossed and that we continue to stay in good connection. Ali, I'm proud of you. I think that's the best way for me to wrap this up as I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for always listening to what could be and going after that. And you continue to do that and impress me and your peers. And I'm just grateful that you're in our community.
1: Thank you.
0: Alrighty friends, if this story has been helpful for you, or at least has made you have a few question marks, I definitely want to invite you to head on over to theopsauthority.com forward slash career clarity. We're going to have a two-day masterclass where we're going to be helping you really understand how to leverage your skills, identify the skills, leverage those skills that make you special, just like Allie talked about, and then what your career path can look like. Allie talked about, and we've had lots of guests who talked about making a transition. We get a lot of women who are making a transition, a life change that are either leaving corporate or ready to start their own business or making a transition just like Allie did out of a small business and stepping into entrepreneurship. So there's a lot of different ways of doing this, but having an establishing a career path around your special gifts is going to make that really worthwhile for you. And so we're going to have a career clarity workshop that's coming up go ahead and sign up at theopsauthority.com forward slash career clarity. And that is going to be happening on March the 29th and the 30th. We really hope to see you there. Thanks again, Allie, for being here. And we will see you guys or talk to you guys next week.